Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Hello friends. So the chances are, if you're watching this now, you've asked yourself the question, am I an alcoholic? Or perhaps you have concerns about a friend or a loved one, right? So right from the start, I'm not going to use that word alcoholic again, because it's it's just a stigmatizing word that doesn't really help people, especially when people are suffering, right? Much better to say someone struggling with alcohol or someone who has a problem with alcohol or struggling with alcoholism, right? Now, what, what is it? You know, what, what is alcoholism? Well, alcoholism is an addiction. And of course, it's an addiction to alcohol. So it's probably better that we look at what is addiction. Now, you know the rat in the cage experiment? With a rat, he's in the cage. If he pushes the button, he gets a food treat, right? So he pushes the button, he gets a food treat. Pushes the button, da-da-da-da, you get, you get it, right? What about the day when we take that treat away? What does the rat do? You got it. Pushes the button, right? Because he's psychologically programmed himself to do the action and get the reward. This is exactly what addiction is. You do the action, it's called acting out. You go and buy your beer, you know, it, it, it might be you go and get your drugs. And let's just remember that alcohol is not only a drug, but it's from my perspective as a substance misuse specialist, it's probably the worst drug out there, but that's, you know, that's uh, a source for fur further research you can do, right? Now, you've got the rat in the cage. As I said, when you take the food pellet away to solve the problem, he pushes that because he's conditioned himself like perhaps you have. And I certainly have in the past where if I get a problem, I go and drink. If I get happy, I go and drink. If I got a big job on, oh, I have a drink, right? And what happens is when you solely focus on one activity or it becomes your priority, you're excluding the other important things in life, right? It might be cleaning yourself, might be cleaning the house, might be socializing, um, it might be putting food on the table, you know, these are quite, quite sort of extreme examples, but it could be something subtle. Like you go to the gym every morning at seven every day. And then one day you're like, ah, you know, I'll go tomorrow. Right. So addiction is when you follow an activity at the exclusion of, let's say your normal routine. Now, you're probably asking, I know I said I wouldn't say it, but am I an alcoholic, right? So 
do I have an issue with alcohol? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you put off meeting a friend because secretly you were going to go and have a drink or you wanted to stay home because you had a bottle of wine and it was just easier to sit in and have a couple of glasses than, than go and do the social thing? Have you ever driven home and said, right, no, no alcohol tonight, nah. But then when you've gone past the, the supermarket or the off-license thought, ah, well, you know, like maybe four cans. I'll just get one bottle, right? Ah, I'll get two, you know, this kind of thing, right? Does this ring bells with you? Does this ring bells with what you're seeing perhaps in a in a friend or a loved one? Have you ever been in a pub and you wished everyone would just drink up a bit quicker because you're about finished and you'd like another drink? Maybe you've been to the bar to get drinks for everybody and it's just quite convenient to, to have a quick shot. Do you get what I'm saying? Might, Like I say, it might not be as distinct as these, but you know in yourself, if you're honest with yourself, and that really helps uh, when it comes to making changes in our life, you will know if what I'm saying is kind of like ringing true, right? So what types of problematic alcohol user are there because we have this image in our head that a uh, you know a uh, alcoholic is someone that drinks in the morning you know probably doesn't even go to work right well for a start you get functioning alcohol users that could be the person that uh, drinks in the evening it might just be one glass of wine. It doesn't matter. Remember what I said. If that one glass of wine is at the exclusion of doing other activities, that's the sign of addiction. Okay. Might be someone who drinks 25 cans of lager in the evening, but they keep their affairs in order. I, I hate to keep using the example work, but but you know what I'm saying. You know, they go and do their job. It's fine. It's called functioning alcohol user. Then you've got the other side of the scale, and that's chaotic. That is someone that, because of their drinking habit, their life is falling apart or has fallen apart. Typical example is street homelessness. Remember what I said, to the exclusion of other things? Exclusion of paying your bills, maybe. Exclusion of getting the landlord his rent on time. Exclusion of filling in that form that you should have filled in and got sent off to the to the council or whatever it might be. You can start to see how this pattern emerges, right? That's chaotic. Then you have um, dependent, a dependent alcohol user. Dependent means that the person's body has got so used to having so much alcohol in and alcohol has an effect on the brain. It replaces chemicals in the brain and therefore your brain's chemicals, talking about things like dopamine, right? They reduce because they're not needed. And then when you take the alcohol away, the body goes into incredible shock because 
it's missing these chemicals, right? It's doing a clever thing. It's trying to compensate and keep you alive. But of course, you take the alcohol away. You might have heard the expression DTs, daily tremors, right? That's a, that's, um, a symptom of dependent alcohol dependence, right? Very dangerous. If you drink more than, they say as a professional, say six cans an evening, then you shouldn't just stop. You really need support to cut down gradually and then you can make that break, right? I think that's different for everyone. I mean, there was one stage in my life where I was drinking way more cans of lager on an evening than I probably care to mention. But for the record, you know, this is not something to be ashamed of, folks. It's called real life as an adult. And it's also a real amazing learning experience that many people won't have. So don't ever be ashamed if you've got an issue, right? For me, probably drank for the best part of 30 years every day and took a lot of drugs in that time. Uh, I was kind of the the functioning alcohol user, as in it, it. the alcohol never affected my work. As you may know from my memoirs, the, the drugs certainly did. But uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I traveled the whole world drinking alcohol. I wrote books, um, best-selling books, drinking alcohol. Uh, I was going to say I flew planes, but no, I waited until I landed and then I would drink alcohol, right? So, you know, it's not it's not the sort of uh, end of the world. But going back to what I was saying, I was drinking quite a lot and I could still just stop, say, when I was up to like eight cans an evening, right? And of course, it's going to vary, you know, just because you can have, let's say, a week off alcohol. Then you go kind of go back on it, right? That doesn't mean that you're not uh, a problematic alcohol user. You, you still can have a problem with alcohol, even if you haven't drunk for like 10 years. If you haven't reprogrammed that psychology, remember the rat in the cage? If you haven't reworked it, you're still going to be in that mind frame, no, no matter how long you stay off the booze, right? Um, I just want to talk about the costs. I said, be proud of yourself. I said, don't worry. Worry's not, not going to help. But you do need to take it seriously. For the very least reason, you're going to take time off your life. Alcohol is a toxin. It's a poison. You're drinking the poison of rotten fruit, basically. What Mother Nature God, the universe, whatever your thing is and what you want to call that big spirit out there. Um, they rotted those apples and, and left them lying on the ground for a reason. It was to tell primates like us, don't eat me or you're going to feel very, very sick. Right. It's because when they ferment, that's a poison. Right. It's supposed to tell you not to consume that apple. But of course, human beings being who we are, we learn to make that poison 
and then drink it and then develop a bit of a sort of tolerance so we didn't die immediately. Um, so don't ever think that alcohol is not a poison. It really is. If you poison yourself, even if it's once a year, that's going to take a, a little bit off your health, right? If you're doing it every day, even if it's the one or two glasses of wine, it's going to affect you. Now, I'm not saying worry. I'm not saying if you like three or four beers, that's your thing in the evening that, you know, you might not want to take action. But what can happen at the extreme uh, side of this scenario is you can die. And I last year watched my best friend, my brother. Um, if you've read my memoir, 40 Nights, it's Simon. OK, lovely man. I watched him drink himself to death. And it culminated in just one night where he drank half a bottle of vodka and it all, all of his body organs packed up. When I saw him in the hospital, there were people in there that were green. Their livers were so damaged that they'd stop. They'd virtually stop working. These people had, you know, we're talking days left to live, maybe weeks because the body's an amazing thing. Right. Possibly months at most. And when one of these guys learned I was a substance misuse specialist. He came over and said, do you think I should like, give up the alcohol? I was like, you know, like, hmm, it could be a good idea, you know. Could be a... Do you see what I'm saying? It is a horrible uh, affliction, psychology, right? And we, you need to take it seriously, not, not least of which, because if you've recognised you have a problem with alcohol, you're going to have that angel on this shoulder and the devil on this one every single day for the rest of your life. You're going to see a bottle of booze on telly and the angel's going to go, oh, that would be nice now. Just one glass. Or, or the devil's going to say that. The angel's going to say, no, come on, you promise. Don't do it. Da, da, da. And you have that internal dialogue going on. Sometimes, you know, almost like 24 seven when you when you have these issues and you haven't made, made that break from it yet or sorted this psychology out. OK, so we do need to take it seriously. If you look at my video, the cycle of change. I'm not going to talk about that now. Just go through my scroll list. It's something about how to change bad habits or how to break addiction. Right. I talk about why it's so great you're watching me now because you're taking action. You're already changing and you can never go back now, folks. Remember, I told you that you can never go backwards. OK, so check out that video or Google cycle of change. You've got groups around. AA is obviously the most famous. Very good for people who are going to die quite quickly of alcohol poisoning, or they're going to lose their family through domestic violence, neglect, or just abuse, right? Go to AA, quickly get some support around you, and, and they will insist, you know, part of the 12-step program is you stop drinking alcohol, right? Now, 
as I said, that is great for some people at certain times in their life or in certain situations. The problem is they practice the disease model that you can never get better. And while you cling to like that rock before the waterfall and you're kind of afraid to let go, you're never going to go into uh, readapt this psychology that I was telling you and get your sense of self back. You will always, if you're with AA, go through life thinking, I'm a I'm a diseased individual. I'm I'm different. And it's kind of not like that. But I'm taking nothing away from them because if it's going to save your life or your family, you're going to do it, right? What is better now is you have organizations like One Year No Beer. These are a friendly bunch of people that will give you a like a, an exercise book. They'll give you support over the telephone and you commit to having 90 days off the booze, maybe 180. Well, many people do the full year. I'll tell you now, you're never going to hear a bad thing said about these, these type of organizations. OK, people love it that they finally quit that monkey that's been on their back for years it's normally years right all of them almost without fail take up a new activity that they never thought they would many of them become like marathon runners so if you're watching this now you know think positive think to the future right so i would i would check out then you can also speak to your gp uh they tend to go oh aa because they're not really that uh well up on mental health and of course addiction is a mental health condition right this is why we take it seriously but you could say no i don't want that i i want some i want something a bit softer what is there and there's other organizations in in the community now which don't have that kind of let's just say rigid approach that the 12 step program has just to say Life is actually much, much better without alcohol. I don't, I very rarely drink now. You know, there's a time and a place. A lot of people don't have a problem with it, right? But when you do, you won't miss it when you stop. I'm telling you that now. So all this like, yeah, but it's my birthday coming up or Christmas is right. Nah, you won't even think about it. You'll have a Coke, you know, that's a glass of Coke. Or, you know, some soda water. Or something. You, you, you don't think about it. So don't worry about that. What you do do, though, is feel absolutely brilliant about yourself, brilliant about life, brilliant about your diet, which gets so much better, brilliant about your sleeping pattern. And most importantly, brilliant about the relationship with your family and your loved ones and your friends. That's it. If you could like, comment and subscribe. That's wonderful. I do all this for free, folks, right? I, I get paid nothing. I'm not even monetized yet on YouTube. And when I am, I can't see like 100 views get, you know, making me a fortune. So if you consider signing up to my Patreon, you'll see the details below. That's only uh, two pounds a month. And you get to be on my team. You know, you get to meet me, come to one of my talks. I talk about all the adventures I've had around the world some of my uh, extreme endurance challenges that I've undergone. You get all my books for free. Um, 
and you get the chance to request a video. So take care of yourself. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.